listening to the Grow Further Podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Christy. I'm Ellie. And we are your hosts. Grow further with us, starting now. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, friends. This episode of the Grow Further Podcast. How's everybody doing today? How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. I know that some of you might be expecting us to harmonize. That is yet to come. I've been feeling a little under the weather, so I need a little bit more water or something to make sure that my throat doesn't sound as phlegmy. Mm. And then maybe we can try the harmonization. I did want to start, though, by acknowledging something, Okay, which is many of our listeners might be wondering, why are you starting every episode with that time? Ooh. I noticed a change, and this yes. was something Ellie you and I talked about, but we didn't mention it on the last podcast. So, do you mind letting our listeners in on the behind the scenes of how that came to be? Yeah. So, ironically, um, for those of you who actually listened to the episode with Dr. Daria Long, one of the things she talks about is automating where you can, and this way, it's almost like what was that? What was that contraption that they used to like set it and forget it? Like one of those ways that we can do that. Do you oh remember my gosh, what, it was? what was that? It was an oven. Easy bake. <laughs> But something along those lines where you could set it and forget it. And we realized and came to terms with the fact that we're spending way too much time just identifying what our titles were going to be for oh my each episode. It's hard running a podcast, everybody. It, it is not easy. It is. And we always want to make sure that we capture everybody and things like that. So we took a page out of the book of, for those of you who are Friends fans, Friends always starts their episodes or the episode titles with the one, when, the one where. And I was like, you know what? I think we should say that time. And so we automated our titles. And there you go. And there you go. You know what I love about it is that we will be talking about these episodes and we'll be like, hey, do you remember that time? It's true. You see what I'm saying? It's true. It's part of our... It's part of our regular vernacular. And it's so funny because as we're, we, just like Chris said, as we're thinking through an episode, we want to be able to, as you all know, want to be able to bring, because we're enthusiasts and we're not experts, right? Um, Right. We we try to bring a little bit of flavor of things we've gone through that we think that y'all can relate to. So we often find ourselves saying, oh my gosh, remember that time when this happened? Remember that time when I told you about that? So it was just ironic that that time stuck and- And here here we are. are. So we will definitely take your feedback, but hey, Ellie, let's jump into today because obviously 15 to 20 minute episodes, it goes by really fast. We have a pretty meaty topic. So let's let everyone in. What are we talking about today? So simply stated today, we're talking about goal setting, right? So let's face it. Setting goals is hard, but achieving them is even harder And we want to kind of unpack that so we can bring these concepts of setting goals and achieving them more into our reach. The question, though, is, Chris, why are we talking about this? What makes it important? And why did we decide to talk about this today? You know, when I think about the slump, you know, that I referred to in the last episode, and I think about, like, what got me there and where I am today, one of the biggest reasons why I've been on a habit streak where I'm doing behaviors that are, and we're going to talk about this, casting votes for the kind of person I want to be, I came across a concept that just gave me this aha moment that gave me this light that was like, oh my gosh, I've been teaching goal setting for over 12 years. I went to school and got a master's degree in sports psychology 
to learn and better understand goals and how to accomplish them and how to help people accomplish them. And when I came across this concept, I was like, oh my gosh, if I could go back in time, I would teach goal setting differently Mm. only because of the impact that it had on me. And I know that some of my family and friends that are listening, and I know you, Ellie, because I talked about this, were like, Chris, can you get off of this identity-based goal thing? Like, this is all you talk about now. And it's like, well, it's all I talk about because it's made such a difference for me. I've actually been doing more and more things to tend to my well-being the last five months, I would say, than I have in my lifetime. And I think it's because of the shift in mindset that I've had that I'm looking forward to exploring with you, Ellie, today and with the group, honestly. Well, you know what? I think that one of the reasons we might be a little bit resistant to thinking differently about how we set goals is because we've been setting them our entire lives and we've really been setting them one way. And I think that I'll speak personally to say the reason I was skeptical, we'll say, or apprehensive or curious. I'll say curious. I'm going to give myself credit and say curious. You're wrong with curious. <laughs> about, about this concept is because I didn't really understand it. So I'm so glad we're taking time to talk about it and unpack it. And you mentioned identity-based goals. We talked about the fact that we've been setting goals one way for a really long time. So let's start there. So there's two different types of goal setting that we're really going to talk about today. One is the one we've done well, I know I've done for my entire life. Me too. The one that you taught, right? Yes. And the other is the way that you are thinking now and that you're influencing me to think now. So the first is outcome-based goals. It is a goal based on a specific thing you want to do. So it answers the question, what do you want to accomplish? Yes. And when I think back to... Goal setting. I had to do this. I think I told you this the other day. I had to do a goal setting process to actually get my master's degree. Like that was the final project. It was, what do you want to accomplish? You know, like, what do you want? Like, what's the thing that you're going for? And for so long, like, yes, I've attached the outcome to maybe your values, but not necessarily to the level of your identity. So what we're saying is Mm. often we ask ourselves, what do you want to accomplish? And I don't necessarily think that's a bad question. Sure. Right. Like I did get the job. (laughs) So you did accomplish what you set out to accomplish. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, but, but if you want something that's sustainable, if you want like behavior change that lasts over time, that's not just a one and done type thing. There's this other question that we can ask ourselves. And Ellie, this is the question that I read that I was like, oh my gosh, why have I never really thought through this question? And so you went over outcome-based goals. I'm going to mention right now the question that we can ask ourselves for an identity-driven goal, which is, who do you want to be Mm. or who do you want to become? And I want to pause everybody right here, right now, and I want you to think about that for a second. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to become? And when you think about that in contrast to what do you want to accomplish There might be a marriage, but there's also going to be some subtle differences that make a bigger difference, I think, down the road. Okay. So basically what you're saying is that you will get more sustainable results if you are able to set goals that ask or answer the question, who do you want to be versus what do you want to accomplish? I love that. I love that. So I'm buying what you are selling. (laughs) 
Let's break it down and give some examples for our listeners, because I think that the way I was really able to wrap my head around it is when we really dissected some of these examples. So yeah, the first one we have to offer is around parenting. So Chris, if you were to give an outcome-based parenting goal, mm. what what would that be? An example that comes to mind for me is I want to use my phone less or be on social media less when I'm around Mia. Okay. That's a really great goal, right? I don't see anything wrong with that goal. Okay. When you're thinking about that from an identity-based goal-setting lens, what would be different? What would the goal be then? Um, an identity-based goal example would be I want to be a present parent, which is true. I do want to be a present parent with her. Okay. All right. I love that. Right? Okay. Let's move on to a different a different lens. So let's think about health-based outcomes, right? Okay. So- I know that this resonates with you. So for those of you mm -hmm. listeners who haven't heard the last episode, one of the things that Chris talked about, Chris talked about her slump that she had gone through. And right. one of the things that she recognized was that she wasn't really paying attention to her own well-being. And one of the things, and I'm sorry that I'm speaking for you, Chris, but I'm kind of just want to give a little synopsis, a little flavor. No, no it's okay. I'm, I'm looking at you. It's totally <laughs> fine. You know the deal. And one of the ways that Chris really feels she can tend to her well-being is through getting her body moving, right? Right. And really paying attention to that element of her well-being. So if we think about health, right, in the, in the sector mm -hmm. of health, what would an outcome-based goal be that you could set, Chris, for yourself? Outcome-based goal. And this is one I think many people will relate to. I want to go to the gym four days a week. Yeah. I've set that goal for myself before. Yeah, right. Or I want to get, I want to go on a walk, you know, four days a week. Outcome. Okay. So let's think about an identity-based goal. What would be the flip side? How do you reposition that as an identity-based goal? This has actually been the identity that has helped me to make the behavior changes that I've had like over the last five months. And that is, I want to be a healthy person. I love that. That's, that's the identity-based goal. Like when I read that question, I answered it by saying, gosh, I'm an athlete. I'm a partner. I'm a mom. At the end of the day, I really want to be a healthy person. Because that helps me to live all of those other identities even better. Yeah. You know? You know what? I I know we have a couple more examples to offer our, view, our listeners. I was going to say viewers. You guys can't see us. I wish you could. I know, You'd right? You'd probably be laughing. But... I know. Maybe for next season, we'll also have <laughs> we'll also have video with this because uh -oh. you just drilled on yourself and everybody missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling me out on that. Oh, all you're right. welcome. So... The thing I want to do before we move on to some other examples, because I really want to paint a clear picture. When we think about why this small nuance actually makes a huge difference, it's interesting because if we think about the first example that we talked about, right, that I want to use my phone less or be on social media less versus I want to be a present parent. Mm -hmm. The difference there yeah. is the outcome-based goals give you very specific actions that you either take or don't take. You either do it or don't do it. Yeah. If you take them, you, mm -hmm. you're you successful. If you don't take them, you are not successful. However, the identity-based goals are really opening up your mindset. They're less myopic because guess what, guys? There is not one way to be a present parent, right? Mm -hmm. Being on your phone less or using social media less is not the only way to be a more present parent. And when you think about an identity-based goal, 
you can continue to open your mind to say, wow, I'm making choices again and again and again that are enabling me to be a more present parent. I am being an active listener when my children are trying to tell me something. I am responding actively when they're telling me a story. I am making sure that I am giving them my attention if they are trying to show me the cartwheel they learned in gymnastics today. There are many ways to be a present parent outside of using your phone or using social media less. Uh, Can I tell you what this is making me think about? James Clear. Okay. So if any of you know James Clear, Atomic Habits, there's a quote that I tell myself like every single day. And I think it really wraps up nicely what you're saying, Ellie. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. So every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. And so honestly, Ellie, by the end of the day, I don't have to hold myself to that perfect standard of four times a week going to the gym or, you know, just doing that one thing and not being on social media. There are multiple votes that I cast each and every day. And I know I'm not always going to cast a vote to be that person. But at the end of the day, if I can say I casted more votes for that person than against that person, then I feel like that's moving me in the right direction. And as somebody who is a recovering perfectionist, Mm. that has been a trigger. Like that has been the change for me where it's like, okay, just because I didn't go. And I told you this, I've been a little under the weather. I even opened with that. I've been a little sick the last four days. So there were three days in a row that I did not move my body much. I just didn't have the energy to do it. However, what did I do though? So I did not cast votes for moving, moving my body, but I did cast votes by drinking more water. I did cast votes for going outside and taking really deep breaths. I did cast a vote for turning my phone notifications off before going to sleep. So those are three votes right there that I casted for being a healthy person, even though I wasn't moving. So I just feel like, you know, whether or not I'm a healthy person is not defined by a single action. And I think that really helps us and helps me to buy into the identity-based goals versus the outcome-based goals. Not that they don't work, but just when I think about myself, I know that um, perfectionism haunts me. Yeah. Uh, So that's, that's a way around it. And that's kept me motivated. Well, I love that. I love that you described the fact that casting votes for yourself is almost it's more inclusive. It's inclusive of all the decisions that you make that are healthy decisions versus limiting yourself to saying the only decision that I can make is whether or not I go to the gym for four times a week. Exactly. The other thing I love about that is and identity-based goals in general is that identity-based goals, making a goal based on the person you want to be versus what you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Isn't that such a motivator? Because totally, you're saying to me, I want to be a healthy person. I'm not going to lie. I'm more motivated by the idea that I need to live my truth and, yeah. and constantly be doing things that allow me to unlock the person I want to become or the person I claim to be than I am mm-hmm. motivated by some thing that I agreed to do that's yeah. not connected to something I value or something I see as intrinsically myself. So at the end of the day, do you think you could look back on your behavior and say like, how many votes did you cast for living your truth versus not? Oh, I love that. Kind of like, a. I mean, you mentioned earlier, like an election, you know, like you have an election, you have votes and you're going to have votes on both sides. It's just, 
you know, which side has the most votes. It allows us to be defined not by one decision, but by the totality of all of our decisions. A hundred percent. And I love that. Me too. So here's two more quick examples that we can offer. So if you're thinking about a partner-related or relationship-related goal, right, an outcome-based goal might be, I want to spend 30 minutes a day of uninterrupted time with my partner. I think it's a good goal, right? Yeah. An identity-based goal, maybe I want to be an attentive partner. There are more ways than just spending 30 minutes of uninterrupted time with someone to be attentive. So it opens your mind and the possibility in so many different ways. Um, 100%. And then a last one. I know you mentioned uh, that you had a career example, Chris. What was that example? Yeah. So the career example, because we want to relate to everybody that's listening to us. So if you didn't relate to parenting or the health one, maybe you'll relate to this one. So one example of an outcome-based goal might be, I want to be promoted in six months. However, the identity-based goal would be perhaps, I want to be successful. There are many different ways to be successful that are not defined solely by whether or not you get promoted in six months. So true. There are a lot of different things that equate to success. Exactly. So what we're not saying is that outcome-based goals are bad or that we're, you know you shouldn't use them. What we are saying, though, is it's worth asking yourself the question. And this is where we want to leave you with two steps, just two. First, decide the type of person that you want to be, or at least ask yourself because you may already know. What type of person do you want to be? And the second step would be prove it to yourself by casting more votes for that person, you know, by the end of the day. Prove it to yourself by doing something small. Maybe it's just starting with one vote for being that person. And then over time, maybe it's easier and easier. And and those behaviors actually become habits. Notice we didn't talk about habits because that takes a while to form a habit. So what we're hoping is that you get to a habit state with some of these behaviors and actions that enable you to be that person, whoever it is. So Ellie, that's a lot. That's a lot that we covered for sure. Yeah, it is. It is. And you know what? At the end of the day, I think that we could all grow further by leveraging this idea of identity-based goals. It allows more room for growth, grace, and sustainability. It allows more room for success overall, in my opinion. And I think that, you know, you're living proof of this, Chris, and and I've definitely been able to shift my mindset because it just makes sense. Yeah. And it, it allows you to be kinder to yourself. We ended the last podcast asking you, be kind to yourself, be compassionate with yourself. And the identity-based goals allow us to do that. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what your identity-based goal is, perhaps, how that's going. And then Ellie, maybe our next episode, we could even start with that, like how we're doing with our specific goals. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Grow Further podcast. And we can't wait to hear from you and who you want to become. Thank you for listening to the Grow Further podcast. If you'd like to help us grow further, please subscribe. And don't forget to let us know what you thought of today's episode.